it totally made up that whole <laughs> scene. Really. Welcome back to Comadreando Hour. Time to spill it! Pew, pew, pew. Yay! So today we are chismeando about. We're going to be talking about COVID-19 quarantine um, during 2020 and now in 2021. Yay! Yeah, and this will be our first two-part episode. Yay! So this topic is so good and important because we are, one, still in it, and two, we are going into year two, and this is crazy. And we got to talk about it. It's important. And for some of us, and we'll get into it, like myself, um, this has been a lot. Yeah, for sure. And I know some people may be like, I'm so over COVID. I see it everywhere. I don't want to hear it talk about it. And I get that. Yeah. We respect that. Yep. It's definitely, you know, it's definitely important to also just have this podcast also be an audio archive of our experiences during this time. You know, someday we'll look back and, mm-hmm. and be like, oh, remember that, you know? So, Yep. So we're going to share some good stuff, um, some hard stuff that, hap- that has happened in quarantine. Um, so let's get comfortable. Let's get into it. But before we do that, I want to quickly plug in the magazine and let you guys know where you can find us. Um, if you haven't checked us out, of course, check us out on our website, latinachicaspeaksmagazine.com. And check out our various categories that include art, travel, food, social justice, and more. We also have other podcast series aside from Comadreando Hour. So check that out. Um, you can also check out our podcast, Comadreando Hour's page on Instagram. The handle is Comadreando Hour. Um, and Twitter is Comadreando Hour as well. And we have an email also. So if you want to email us at comadreandohour at gmail.com. And Gabby, do you want to tell them where they can find you? Yeah, for sure. So you can check um, check out my online shop on Instagram for Saborami. And the handle is at underscore Saborami underscore. And the website, where are we at with the website? The website mm-hmm. When should people get in ready? the works. I think I'm just like procrastinating Yay. a little tiny bit and just like a little, a little nervous about lunch. It's gonna be good, guys. It's gonna. She's a perfectionist. She's not being lazy. I think she's just being a perfectionist. <laughs> so it's gonna be really good once we see it. I have a feeling it's so good that she just wants to make sure it's amazing, which I'm sure it already is. Gracias, okay. amiga. Please check her out. Um, and soon we will have a website for you guys to check out and actually buy items directly from which will be exciting yay and please support your local business like Saborami um I know right now during quarantine that a lot of us have a lot of money to play around with but if you are making any purchases any gift purchases um I hope you're considering your local businesses um you know Amazon has became uh such a big money eater and you know, we all know Jeff Bezos, the CEO, has become this, like, huge billionaire during this time. Um, but if you can, please do. If you can't, if you really need that prime delivery and you really need it, I understand. Buy it. But stay local, guys. Yeah, right, for sure. Now that you bring that up, I, I've been kind of thinking about please. this this week. Just, like, 
you know, sometimes mm-hmm. folks are like very, you know, driven by labels and by brands and like ultimately you're supporting a corporation, like you're supporting like a rich person that is already rich. Most of the time, yeah. <laughs> um, in many cases, yeah. And um, yeah, I think it's just good to also just kind of think about like when we're buying, like the impact of our, like as consumers, you know, what is the impact of our mm-hmm. purchases in the world? Um, like who are we supporting with the money that we're spending? See, sí, amiga, so true. So let's get into the topic for today, friends. Pew, pew, pew. I'm ready. Yes, it's time. So let's talk about quarantine. Yes, let's. First of all, I think we went into quarantine in California because that's where we both live in March of 2020, right, Gabby? Yeah, that's right. And so when we bring up the March date, that's when it was officially announced, right? Like when the governor was like, shut everything down. Um, Right. But Mm -hmm. even before that, like there was already news Mm -hmm. circling and, you know, we were like, we had some knowledge that this was happening somewhere, right? So yes. I want to yes. know what was what were like the mm-hmm. first things that you heard about the Rona? Um, how did you hear about it? Like, what were your thoughts? Were you concerned, or were you just like, no, it's not happening here? Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then once quarantine like was announced, like, was that something that made sense, or were you like, nah, like I won't be out in these streets? Mm. Mm. So when I heard about the Rona, which is the first question you asked, right, este, I was getting my information, which is, how did you hear about it? The second question was through one social media, right? Of course, we got Twitter, we got Instagram. Um, but then also, um, I've been watching like BBC's World News and I think CNN also has like a World News type thing and they were covering COVID, you know, and like it was like short covering, you know, like maybe like a five minute little thing. But when I watched it, it seemed so um, not far away, but it didn't seem like it would reach here is my um memory of how I remember it right like it never occurred to me it never really um made sense or I couldn't see how that would travel here even though it's so obvious you know now like how that happened um yeah so (laughs) I saw it and it was like you know China was explaining, you know, that there's something, there's a, like a, some kind of flu or some kind of disease going that was killing people. And I just remember seeing one particular woman who, you know, was in full, like, hazmat, like, um, outfit, you know, like, fully, like, covered. And she was banging on this, like, hospital van. And they were saying that her mom was in the van but she had already passed but she couldn't see her and they weren't allowing them to see like the dead bodies and they were letting them inside and I was like oh my god that sounds horrendous you know and the girl was banging on the van screaming mommy you know and the van like eventually took off and I just remember thinking man that's like the most scariest um, thing you could 
possibly go through you know it's like if everything's out of control and then like I think then when quarantine came around for us it already had arrived here and I know that a lot of people were in denial at this time right March 2020 um but I had someone who in my family was extremely sick and was tested and came out positive by that point at the beginning of quarantine. So for me, quarantine made sense, you know, like it absolutely made sense. But I don't think it made sense for everybody else. I think it was a lot of like, I don't understand why we need to not um, see each other. And I understand why we have to lock down in our home. And I don't know why I don't I can't go to work, you know, um, and I can understand that frustration. And um, and I think my thoughts were, how do we come up with solutions to what's going to come next? You know, because if people weren't working, of course, we all knew there was going to be some kind of consequence in the lives of working class people um, if there was no jobs, you know, to go to. So that was an issue and then I had someone in my family sick so I firsthand experienced the beginning of like lockdown and not being able to go to the hospital you know now here we are we're not China we're the United States you know and it's arrived all the way here and I'm standing or I'm not even standing in front of my mom's house. I'm literally in my car, you know, calling an ambulance for family, you know, to come get them, to come check them out. And I can't be there, you know, and, and I had to watch from my car and that was really hard. And um, I think part of it is, of course, trauma, right? We're going to have a lot of PTSD um, with everything we've experienced and witnessed right and what we've seen but I also think it was also um just something that I knew was going to be hard on our family period you know and I had just lost my dad a few years ago I just want to say that and that um just knowing that these people were getting sick in my family and they were immediate family um really scared me and made me feel like oh my God, I might end up alone, you know, not alone, rom- like romantically, <laughs> I guess, but just alone in terms of like family, you know, and like the people that I was raised with for my entire life that I could potentially not see them anymore, you know, and that reality became real, most real when you lose a parent. So then after that, I, I just, death is so I already associated with like, okay, you're not going to have the ability to bond with these people in this way. So um, you need to make sure you show them, you know, that you care or that all these things, you know, that you want to make sure you do in case things go wrong, you know, and things did go wrong, you know. So during quarantine, um, I lost my uncle, you know, and so, but before that, I think we were all very confused over what was going on. And then when it happened, we were like, okay, this is, you know, we we didn't need the research, but we were searching for it, of course. But 
we knew this was this was a bad thing you know like it was the way that it took people and the way that it was really just um playing out on my family I could tell okay this isn't your regular quote-unquote flu right Right. that's what everybody wanted to say and yeah that was I think I answered all your questions I mean um yeah (laughs) it did make sense to me the quarantine did make sense thank you for sharing that amiga I know um I know it's really tough um and I know even as we were preparing for this episode we were a little bit like um (laughs) yeah you know it's emotional you try not to be but even when you try not to be I think our bodies still respond in the same way or like maybe the in I feel like my inside is still freaking out the way it would be even if I was or wasn't crying or showing any kind of like emotion or like Mm -hmm. expressing myself like it's still occurring inside so then it takes my energy regardless of what I decide to do whether I express myself or not that makes Um, yeah no that makes total sense and I think you know like I said this is an audio archive as well too because you know there there are so many people who have been deniers um, there are so many people who are maybe kind of like YOLO, like they're like, I can't live like afraid of this kind of thing, you know, um, mm-hmm. yeah. which is understandable. Like, you also don't want to live, you know, in fear. Yeah. Like I, I also understand that people don't want to live in fear and, and that's a, a trait as humans that really we need to work on, but I also feel like people took it way too lightly then if that's yeah. the case, you know, so it's like, it's like a hard, it's a hard balance, but I think um, we can be there, you know, and even though there's vaccines, like we've heard, there's no really that many vaccines or there's no second rounds or whatever. And some people are like, I don't want to take it yet. And that's understandable. So it's like, we're in so many spaces and we're trying to understand it you know but it's still life-threatening and it's still um occurring around us whether we decide to or not to make these these kinds of decisions Mm -hmm. during this time right during this pandemic global pandemic really um so yeah but for you, Amiga, what was it like for you okay, now? So for me, um, I think when I first started hearing about it, so I was actually in Michoacán. Um, <laughs> I was wow. in Michoacán with my boo. Um, we went to visit his family, um, to visit the town where he Aww. was born. So it was a pretty special kind of thing we were doing. That's awesome. Yeah, it was like a memorable or like special to- um, mm-hmm. visit yeah. to Mexico. And now, you know, ironically, because there it was there was really no urgency for us to go last year. I mean, or in 2019. But I just felt strong. Huh? The year before, right? Yeah, the year before. The mm-hmm. year before. Um, yeah. I just felt strongly about going. Like, let's just go. Because I had also, I mean, prior to that, I hadn't been able to travel to Mexico. So... I was like, Amonos, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, <laughs> and, you know, I'm glad that I followed my gut with that one because, you know, I wouldn't have been able to do that in 2020 or, or at least also now, right? Mm-hmm. Or now even. So yeah. we were in Michoacan mm-hmm. and, you know, I had like a, like, maybe like two gigs of data that I could use a day. And obviously like, 
you know i was i was on social media still like in the rancho like i was still like you know <laughs> like looking at memes you're like but i gotta you're like but i gotta like figure out a system where i don't lose my my entire um time and yeah like i had to one. like ration myself so i could have like internet throughout the day um <laughs> which is totally first world problems um y'all can drag me for this if you mm-hmm. want Um, Mm -hmm. no I won't drag you I'm probably just as dramatic so yeah y'all can drag both of us from being so bougie well yeah and I was just I remember there was like a day where I kept seeing memes with like a little like bolita with like spikes on it um and I was like what are Mm -hmm. people like it just kept coming up on my feet and I'm like what is this (laughs) like I didn't get it you're like I'm not in biology. I don't know what it's about. <laughs> um. So like once you know, once I came back to the United States in January, I think we came back like January six. I don't know, like the first few days of January, which was also when mm-hmm. the virus had like entered the United States, like according to you know, the- right, right, according to whoever mm-hmm. we want to go by. By then they were like, like yes, we it's here, but it was still. Um, like a rare case, or like they were like, it's only like two people, three mm-hmm. people yeah. at this point. And um, so I get my news. Mm-hmm. I don't, I didn't have cable for the longest, so I don't really watch like the regular news. I've started to now. Um, and I was getting like a lot of my news from Facebook, and I was like, this doesn't quite feel like right to be only relying on this. So, <laughs> <laughs> but ironically, Gabby, um, sometimes these are the best places to find I like as crazy as it sounds to find info on it that isn't being you know maybe um said on oh, the, I like, yeah. media, mm-hmm. you know hey like I know that there's been times when there's been like um like emergencies and there was like the media locally was mm-hmm. just too behind you know and then we would go on like twitter and then people are like every second you know updating like oh it, it's yeah, a fire like, and, you know like stay inside or close your windows yeah and you're like oh cool okay let me go inside and then finally the local media stations finally pick it up and then they start to say oh my god it's growing or oh it already is off you know you're like Damn, thank you twitter <laughs> yeah and so one of the so just kind of getting news from different like social media sites and then also i get a lot of my news from like Mm -hmm. um the new york times like the they have a podcast called the daily um and what i enjoy about that is that they give a lot of context so you know how when you turn on the news they're like coronavirus 100 people died and they ate a bat or whatever 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 right you're getting kind of snippets Mm -hmm. of information um and i feel like when when you listen to a podcast, you have the opportunity to hear a little bit more context about a specific issue. Um, and so I started just listening right. to episodes um, about how they were, you know, trying to report on what was going on in China, like how severely it picked up, like the government's response. Um, and then they have a lot of stories about how, you know, how contact tracing started here how like they took forever to develop a test because you know the FDA or this I don't know one of the either the CDC or the FDA wanted to be the first one to do it 
Um, but I guess like this one lady that was mm-hmm, doing like flu mm-hmm. research, she had already created the test and like they wouldn't let her test people because they're like, you're not a government agency. Um, so even, yeah, like a lot of pettiness wow. like that um, of just how the government really mishandled it. I'm so not surprised by professionals yeah. and their pettiness. It's yeah, so like just not being able to recognize that someone else could potentially have the answer. <laughs> can come yeah they can come up with it and it wasn't you right but it has to be you know you because how can anybody Mm -hmm. have technology than you so that's kind of how I started getting context (sighs) on it um I was like kind of you know tracking every day like listening to whatever was new and um I was like okay like it sounds serious but it's like somewhere else like it's like in big cities um it's not mm-hmm. here um per se and and yeah like once the announcement was made I feel like I was mentally prepared to like accept what was going on um I think mm-hmm. you know with work because I I have a leadership position in my job you know we were we were monitoring it and it was kind of like well at what point do we send staff home right at what time do we say you no longer have mm-hmm. to come in. And I remember I was like, I'm not, because I was also just really concerned about the morale of our team. Like I didn't want to freak everyone out and just be like, everybody go home. You know, I didn't, I didn't think that would be responsible. Yeah. Also. Um, <laughs> oh, the, so I was like, no, you know what? Like, <laughs> let's, let's start planning for work from home setup. But like we're not announcing mm-hmm. until the until like our local government or like our state government says it's time, um, and so we we okay. did. And I mean, there was only like a five day difference from like us starting to have those conversations. <laughs> Once it like kicked in, like it kicked in, like it was like there there was nothing to stop mm-hmm. what they were gonna do, you know. And you were just kind of like trying to keep up with what was yeah. next the next day or what was happening yeah and week, so you know? once it was announced it was like okay we're ready like everybody take their stuff home you know or you were home <laughs> well the next question is what were we up to during this time so um do you want to finish that since you already kind of alluded yeah to the fact yeah that you I'll, were working I'll jump in um mm-hmm. so yeah I was working yeah. and I've been privileged and fortunate to have the opportunity to work from home this entire time um when that was happening it's really funny because we had had well it's not funny because now I'm like what if somebody had gotten sick <laughs> now I'm like scared I'm like nervous left yeah um, I know so <laughs> so my <laughs> my birthday's right at the beginning of March and um we were gonna do um what was it? we were gonna have an event the weekend before like right before my birthday and we it was like basically like a really big overnight conference type of situation like there was like 100 people there or something um and that was probably like february 28th that we were still gathering um because obviously we hadn't received any instructions to do otherwise right at that point um Mm -hmm. and that was basically the last program that we were able to like put on in behalf of my job 
So for me, it was a big sudden change from doing so much in-person stuff, so much like engagement, so much like traveling for work and just me like also just being very like inquieta, like I'm always out. Um, it was a sudden change mm-hmm. to suddenly be like, okay, well, we're staying home now all day with your partner and you're both yeah. working from home and you have to be together 24 hours a day. At the same time, so something that was really cool about that around that time. So right after we had had that conference for my mm-hmm. job, um, I had bought a puppy. And um, we went to go mm. pick her up, like, you know, like on like March 1st, I think we picked her up. And then I want to say the shutdown was like March 9th, you know. So, so it's been really So puppy was there mm-hmm. for like the Yeah, so, so it was really good kind of like a unintended consequence or unintended outcome you know we mm-hmm. we got a puppy like at a good time mm-hmm. um and we've been able to spend a lot of time with her so that has been a highlight mm, puppy time <laughs> yeah i like puppy time <laughs> Yay! for me i was like moving back to um southern california from where i was going to school and technically at the time I wasn't working I had time to you know get everything situated here and then I was applying to jobs or I was in the process of applying to jobs right so I was writing these like cover letters and stuff like that and when I came back home it became really evident that my family needed my help because my uncle, you know, who did pass, um, was very sickly and they needed help. And sometimes it required taking him to doctor's appointments or even the emergency room. And so I was used to the emergency room is what I, what I can say during like pre-quarantine. I was used to being there and now that I think about it, I do remember, um, during, like maybe this is January, I remember people asking for masks at the hospital and the hospital saying that they didn't have enough and that they needed to save them, you know, mm-hmm. and people were getting pretty angry, you know, and I remember sitting there and hearing people talk who were waiting, you know, to see a doctor in the emergency, talking about, oh, my God, I, you know, I hope I don't catch what's in China, or, you know, we're talking about this virus, right? And now I'm, that I think about it, it's like, yeah, you know, we kind of were in a situation where you want to be educated but then you don't know what it means right and since nobody else is like really doing anything about it you kind of feel like like you're a conspiracist theorist even you know and you're like mm-hmm. I don't know how to feel right now you know and um and so like when I was taking care of my family I feel like it kind of swerved me out and then you know not days later weeks later right after visiting the hospital back to back um, with two different relatives, then um, quarantine kicked in. And then 
Um, my uncle got extremely sick like a few days later and then there he was on his way out you know and then we were already in quarantine so I couldn't go with him so it was like really weird it was like I was just at the emergency room a few days ago and now I'm I can't be you know so um that was what I was up to like I wasn't working and I wasn't doing much of my own work because I was really focused on making sure my family was mm-hmm. surviving, I guess, is what the best way I can say it. And I think it's <laughs> but, so important that you share that um, because, yeah, I mean, I think we, you know, we forget how much work goes into, like, caring for others. I think I think maybe we as a society don't mm-hmm. recognize it. I don't want to say we forget. We just don't want to recognize it. And, mm-hmm. and like, literally, like, when somebody mm-hmm. in your family becomes ill, whether COVID or not, like, it really, like, it really, everything mm-hmm. becomes about that, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, it really does, you know, and, like, um, my uncle had diabetes, my father had diabetes, so I was also reliving my father's last, you know, year alive with my uncle again like there was just things that would trigger those memories and so I was dealing with so many things and then moving back um to where I grew up where I you know where my parents live with my dad spent most of his life um that was also triggering for me it was just like a realization that he was really gone you know so like sometimes when you're in school and you don't live around your family and sometimes and it sounds horrible but it is easier to cope with things when you're not Mm -hmm. when you're not in that environment you know yeah it's a horrible burden right because you want to be there but in some ways yes you are more capable of like doing certain things without um the immediate freak out you know but now you're here and you can't there's nowhere to run you know and so there you have to deal with it and sure like you can disappear but you're an asshole if you disappear right um and then I think even culturally friend like I'm thinking about it and I'm thinking sometimes it's even culturally expected as a woman to Mm -hmm. care for your family you know even even if you are working or you have a full-time job and maybe you're doing other things maybe even if you are a parent and you have a full-time job it's just that you be available from the Mm -hmm. female Mm -hmm. and I think in some ways I do like that role and and I say it lightly when I say like because I don't want it to sound like I want to be all up in everybody's business and drama all the time. But um, in terms of like health wise and like survival, which is what was going on and what we're talking about, um, I felt like I had the responsibility to make sure everyone was okay, you know, as the younger generation watching the older generation struggle with something we have no idea what it is, you know, and it's um definitely leaving an impact so what is it you know um like for example um I was making phone calls to unemployment to disability to 
jobs to doctors to nurses to office you know like just everywhere and I feel like of course being someone who is college educated um it was a little easier to have these conversations but um did it make the process easier on me no you know um it was a big burden and then on top of that um nobody knew what was going on so like I was trying to talk to my friends who were um, nurses or like in the medical field somehow or even in biology like I have a friend who's a biology teacher and I was like yo explain this to me you know um, what are your thoughts like I just needed every every perspective I felt like I needed it you know because I needed to understand what was going on inside of my family's body to help them to help them fight this to make sure they didn't you know pass and unfortunately we lost my uncle and I feel like that um it was like really hard to accept that that was why he was leaving but um he was pretty tired you know so um but everybody else was not it's not their time you know and so it was harder to watch them struggle um and we still lost more family and I don't really want to get into it but I just think that it took me reading like all these like articles my friends would send me and like looking on these like really scholarly journals you know and and reading what I could and trying to understand the vocabulary even though I'm not from the medical area or discipline I could understand it I'm sure a thousand times better than if my mom tried to read it or if my you know, some of my relatives tried to read it. So um, I also spent a lot of time doing that, you know, and that was time consuming, but also emotionally like draining because you imagine a million things. So this is like the, the, the like memes that you see where people are like, I looked up my <laughs> symptoms and it says I have like cancer and yeah. this is me freaking out at five in the morning, right? Type shit because it was like you just didn't know what was going like what it was and you were trying to not that you wanted to believe everything you read but you wanted to read everything you possibly could get your hands on because um and and as a person who believed it who felt the immediate impact of what this virus could do um i was willing to read blogs twitter feed like twitter um and like a thread of like what they're trying to say like i was reading all that like i didn't care if they had a hundred comments you know because they had to keep going uh i would read it you know and i didn't give a fuck like if people were like this is a conspiracy video i'd watch it because mm -hmm. i feel like that might be something you know and it kind of drives you nuts you know and it's like almost like when something violent happens in our communities and they're like stop watching that it was like that it was like stop reading this already like you're done like you can't possibly know any more than what you've already known and mm -hmm. it's at this yeah. point just like out of your control and yeah that was, I, you know, I get that I think so, you know just also the so internet yeah. has just such a wealth of information and it could be good or bad for us right to be accessing so much of it all at once but I I know when I was sick last year and right. I was like, you know, waiting to be diagnosed, waiting to have these exams, like, it's just very hard to, it's very hard not to try to decipher things also because, you know, when you talk to doctors, you talk to them for like two minutes, you know, like, <laughs> which is annoying.
And it's only gotten worse during quarantine. I mean, the way these mm-hmm. people go through mm-hmm. people, it's like a drive-through. They're like, okay, zoom, boom, bam, out. And it's like, wow, okay. And then you go get I your think, tests, uh, you know, waste. Hearing you share all of that, something that came yeah. to mind was just like no matter how far advanced like Western medicine thinks it is or how much how much it has made us come mm-hmm. to think that we know we actually do not know mm-hmm. and there is still so much nope. that is a mystery like inside the human body um so i feel mm-hmm. like in some ways mm-hmm. for me it has been like a humbling experience to just be like some stuff is not going to be easily explained you know and that's that's a hard thing to accept but exactly <laughs> This is our small break in between episodes to let you know about our sponsors. And then you want to rationalize stuff that you you see on the internet. So, so it's like a, it's a really a mental battle for sure. We got to hear about your struggle and, and, you know, some of the really difficult situations that you went through with your family. Um, But is there, you know, can you share a little bit of more what you were doing on a personal level? I know you were doing a lot of care for folks, but how else did you keep busy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, I think at that time, so I just had moved back. So I was taking care of my uncle and I was also, I'm also staying with another immediate family, I guess, or close family and um, trying to balance um my new quote-unquote life was what I was going through basically um trying to figure out okay how am I going to do my work while taking care of my mom's side or what's going on around in that area you know in that household and then um this household you know and and then there's also no structure in the house that I'm currently saying or there wasn't anyways with the kids so It was definitely for me, if I can be like that crazy wife on like the most stereotypical like TV show you can think of, like going crazy about like cleaning and and making sure that these kids are doing their homework or in school and Zoom and blah, blah, blah. And like everybody's like doing their part, blah, blah, blah. Like that was me, (laughs) like a crazy woman, you know? And... (laughs) And then you, your next issue was like, um, what was I doing for money? I wasn't working. So um, I was just doing that and trying to find the balance and get my groundings back into the area, like since I moved back, right? Like, and it's been almost, 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 not, not entirely, but almost there, almost a decade since I had left, you know, so um I was trying to figure out what was my next steps and and who I was going to take these next steps with, you know, like, okay, so where, you know, where's my family and where's my friends? And um, so it was like that. It was just like getting situated again. And um, and yeah, and that was about it. So I think I mentioned, so mm-hmm. I mentioned, you know, I was still working. Um, very fortunate that it, I've been able to work. Yeah through the whole quarantine um and I mean sometimes it's been really hard because you know now it's like I have to like manage staff like 
from my house and like how do you do that and like how also like how do you be like a supportive like supervisor and not just be like a bitch to people you know um because it is stressful and it is it mm -hmm. is also hard to know what people are doing with their time when they're in their house and you're in your house you know <laughs> yeah so i think in the beginning it was just like a lot of like settling in and trying to like create a routine for myself um just being able mm -hmm. to like yeah. separate like when are work hours and when are like home hours and like do I wear sweatpants or do I wear pajamas like <laughs> I comb my hair yeah, so there is a lot teeth? of like negotiating <laughs> um with myself around all those things um to keep busy I started mm -hmm. reading again I started picking up books because I was actually like home on the weekends which was nice um I started going hiking a lot more so I live um, so here in Oxnard, it's just like very flat. Like there's no, I mean, we have the beach, but there's no hikes. So I would go to like little hikes in Ventura or Santa Barbara. So that was really good. Um, and we had a puppy, like I mentioned. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of like just puppy training. That's a lot of like, yeah, work, in the beginning uh, it was like, rough. I already and, feel for you. <laughs> um, so my dog, her name is Kalua and she's an Australian cattle dog. Um, and they're known for being like some of the not to brag, but <laughs> super super smart. Right, so yeah, like yeah. She super smart. Them. Yeah, they're the sheep dogs, right? They're like, like the shepherd dogs. That wants to like, well, mm -hmm. oh yeah. Within girl. like a few days, she learned her name. Mm -hmm. Like within like three four days, like, and she was potty trained yeah. within like two weeks. I want to say, but. Even like those two weeks, I felt were like wow. too much. Like because I would, because <laughs> she's also <laughs> a bigger dog. Yeah, so I feel like she would like, pee no, and it would trauma. be like a giant pee. Like it wouldn't be like a little squirt, you know? <laughs> a little yeah. tiny. I know you're not dealing with a chihuahua anymore. So that was fun, kind of getting to know her and training <laughs> her, and like also getting in a rhythm with her because. For her, it's really important. I mean, for everybody, so we mm -hmm. don't get depressed. Like routines are important, but for for dogs especially, and especially like yeah. her, like she needs like mental stimulation and routine, um, or else she just gets bored and starts like doing shady things, like stealing my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but dogs definitely need to go out. Like my dog, he like climbs on my face if I'm like on my computer or something or he'll like get on top of like the phone and like try to like swipe it off of me it's so funny but they need um yeah. to go outside and be stimulated you know and they know it and so they're like get antsy you know I think during quarantine it's been harder for me because it's like oh yeah but then it's like okay they they need it you know so it's actually a good thing to have them in in a weird way but then it's, it's like frustrating so it sounds like you were balancing, yeah, so it sounds like you were balancing work with your new puppy, like trying to figure out how to work and also mm -hmm. the needs yeah. of your new baby. So it was just baby. like, it was, it was challenging, but it was mm -hmm. like positive and yeah, I think just like picking up like little house projects here and there, you know, um, help me, help me kind of pass the time and, and mm -hmm. I think throughout, um, you know, my story is really different from yours because I hadn't had at that point, I hadn't had anybody close to me get sick. So I feel like 
even when I was getting whiny and mm-hmm. stuff and restless, you know, it would keep me grounded, like thinking that like we, you know, I was in a position that many other people unfortunately could not be in, you know? So I would kind of check myself on my attitude and on my like mood swings. Um, Just kind of like, okay, you're allowed to feel this way, but also just like be, be present and know that like you have a lot of good things right now. And like, you should focus on that, you know? Hmm. I appreciate that because sometimes it was hard to be on social media and see what my family or friends were saying because you know, and I think they were fair to feel frustrated or to want to do things, but I think it was just the immediate trauma I was going through that couldn't handle people thinking about doing those things when when I just went through what I've gone through and I couldn't even fathom how you could think going about out. going mm-hmm. to, yeah. you know, I don't know, Disneyland, you know? Yeah, like, oh my God, like, but sure. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a question. Do you want to go to the next question? Oh, wait, is the question or sigues tu? Now I feel like. Mande? No, so stu, wait, you're um. So, what did you do during quarantine after a few months? Oh, How okay, are you okay, feeling? Okay. It's like All right. cuatro. So, we talked about kind of, you know, when we heard the news, how we yeah. settled into it. And. Kind of like, what did you start doing after a few Mm -hmm. months, right? Because in the beginning, I think it was very easy to be like, yeah, I can hold my breath for like this long. But then it was. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, oh, yeah, I've been home before. Yeah, okay. We're not changing. um, How are you feeling? Like how? Yeah. Like a few months in. Yeah, yeah. Well, for me, obviously, I was depressed. I mean, you, there's no way you can lose family and deal with um, almost losing more family without dealing with, like, mourning mm-hmm. and probably depression, right? So I was pretty much just isolating myself because I just couldn't engage with people. I couldn't express myself. I couldn't tell them what was going on and even now I still feel and I'm sure you can sense it that I still feel like that's their privacy and that's their story to tell and that's not mine you know even though I was very much part of that situation I still feel like it's their right and and even with like the way people have reacted to people having COVID has been um that has its a negative and its positives, you know, and I think the negative side is kind of like really messed up, right? Like how people treat each other and how they um, accuse people. So um, I just was feeling really isolated and I alienated myself, I feel more than anything. And, and social media no longer became my outlet, you know, because then I was watching people say and do crazy things and watching people's stories and just like, just feeling uber ignored almost like you feel like nobody's listening even though you're screaming at the top of your lungs fire you know mm-hmm. top of the building or something and nobody cares you know that's how I felt anyway and um then my brother-in-law 
was, you know, out of all the things that we were doing, we started cleaning up the house and making sure the outside, like, and this is at the beginning, right? A few months in, yes, we were still kind of being super productive and then it kind of weighed into like the halfway. But at this point, people were still like, let's do things we haven't done that need to be done. And we're like, cool, you know, so they were doing that and he found, <laughs> he was weeding the side yard and he found a vine of little small yellow tomatoes and he was like hey look guys you know and um I love succulents and my partner does too so we have a bunch of succulents that we brought with us you know like we had a whole truck full like we drove them on their own they had their own little like journey (laughs) from where we were to come down here you know we made sure our plantitas were taken care of you know and that they came home Um, A lot of people were eyeing our shit like they were so convinced that we weren't going to have enough um, trips or that we weren't going to be able to do it, you know, so they were like, ha ha ha, I'm going to get that plan. No, I fucking made sure I could squeeze every damn plan into that truck, you know, because I was like, no quiero dejar nada, I'm taking care (laughs) of all these plants, you know, they're mine, you know, type of shit. Um, So my brother-in-law was like, hey, you queen of like plants. Uh, I found a tomato plant and I was like oh I don't know what to do with veggie plants I mean I'm pretty good with succulents because you know they don't require as much attention and as they don't like get yeah. mm-hmm. as much as like organic food does you know and he was like well ooh, well I'm not taking it out you know and I was like well no no don't do that you know and they had like trellises old trellises laying around for whatever reason so I went and I collected them and I fucking you know I put the little tomato plant on there and then from there my partner had some seeds of like different things like different veggies different herbs um from like over the years you know and like just things that we were growing like in small pots and I was like you know what it's time I plant some of these and like I want to make sure that you know, during quarantine, because of the way things were going in the stores, you know, and I don't want to take us back to trauma with like no toilet paper days because those were hard days. Um, <laughs> I mean, we got a bidet. Let's keep it real. Like I've never considered that shit until now, right? And I- I'm I'm grateful for the cultural like awareness of a bidet, pero um. At the time, it was hard, you know, and you so you make up these ideas of like, oh, my God, maybe there won't be food or there won't be this. So I thought it would be a great idea to start a garden and have food of our own in case we can't leave our house, you know, for whatever reason. And girl, that garden has been my best friend. It's like (laughs) the place where I would be like, people are dumb or whatever. I'm leaving. And I would leave and leave my phone probably and I would you know for whatever reason it would be a problem in the house a problem with like somebody on social media a problem with anything I'd be like I'm over it and going out to my garden and nobody can stop you know nobody can bother me or stop me and don't come looking for me type of thing and I knew nobody would because they don't like doing hard labor so they knew if they showed up I'd be like oh you're here put some soil they'd be like ah hell no like, I if she's out there let's not bother her because then she starts asking for stuff you know and I'm like fine fine um so it was my like little nirvana and it helped you know plant by plant veggies herbs all these things um it gave me life it taught me resilience it taught me 
um, healing because, you know, there's certain plants that we already had that I was struggling with. And then I started paying more and more attention and doing my research. And then you start to see the, the fruits of your labor, right? Um, that's so funny because we're not growing fruits right now. I'm actually starting my first strawberries. <laughs> but anyways, um, pun in the joke, I guess. Um, <laughs> and my fruits of my labor and and I feel better you know not that I'm like a thousand percent like amazing and now I have like my plants were my therapist but I felt like I finally found a place where I could I could escape and I think escapism is bad right I understand that and I'm not trying to say that I escape my problems but you do need a place where you can meditate where you can re-energize you know in in positive healing ways that aren't going to harm you you know um and then sometimes you really do need that um disengagement from the world and that's just what it is you know I know that there's been a couple of times in my life where I've lost people and I just needed to disconnect from everyone to process what I felt and what I you know, wanted to feel after that, you know, and how I wanted to proceed with my life. Um, and I guess maybe death just has made me um, question what I'm doing with my life every time, you know, and you have to like answer that question. And, and, and answering that question, you make yourself feel and I, I don't know if that's right, but I did feel like I felt better, you know, knowing that I had something else a purpose really you know Um, because sometimes you forget and um yeah so that was my exciting thing that I actually got to do I was in a pretty messed up place emotionally but um on the outside I was working on it with this garden and and then Amiga if I could just add really quick the nature on outside like I never paid attention to it as much as I did now, like hummingbirds and the little bees pollinating my tomatoes <laughs> and me rooting them on because I'm like, yes, I need more tomatoes. Go, go. Because then if they don't pollinate them, I don't get nothing, you know. So I'm like, I need you. I need you. Go, go, you know. And then like at the chilies were at the time growing. So I was like rooting bees on and I was like getting out of their way and like trying to be like uber like I have a hummingbird feeder for you. Please come, my queens or whatever. And like they came and I was super happy, but um, they became my, like, friends even, you know, they, they didn't I get talk you, to I me, which is kind of psycho to say. <laughs> they listened, they listened, <laughs> yeah, and the hummingbird would, like, sing or whatever, so I think it understood, it was, like, feed me, but then I was, like, I think it's telling me it loves me, you know, and it was, like, technically telling me, like, hey, I'm running out of food, and I was, like, it loves me so much, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> they're so smart hummingbirds are so smart like and they're so territorial and that I learned too I was like wow you're so beautiful but such an asshole like (laughs) let them just drink some but anyways that's for another day so yeah and what about so what about for um, you Amiga like what what were you doing in my case you know I was kind of like just taking stock of like the options I had because it it did feel like we don't have a whole lot of options on things we can do like obviously like couldn't go to the gym, couldn't like hang out with my friends as much as I mm-hmm. wanted to. Um, so a couple things. Um, I have two nieces, and so I started 
Um, cause I, you know, like kids are really struggling right now. Like they, they don't get to see their friends. I mean, they don't get to like drive and leave mm-hmm. and go to places, right? Like they're, they're, yes. they're really isolated. Obviously they have like their phones mm-hmm. and their technology, which I yeah. think is like what's keeping them connected to the world. But, but that's obviously not enough for like the interaction that, that we right. need as human beings. Um, so I saw like my little nieces kind of mm-hmm. going through a hard time. Right. And um, so I just, you know, every Friday we would go out on a hike and then we would have dinner together. And, um, and yeah, it was, it was really fun. And like, we even like all got like matching, like hiking boots. Um, (laughs) Cause I had some and and then I was like, you know, I want to show them that like, I'm committed to this effort and, and I want them to take ownership of it too and I also don't want them to like slide like randomly because their tennis shoes don't have tread you know um because so like I mean I don't have kids so I was like I'm trying mm-hmm. to like break mm-hmm. someone else's kids um <laughs> so we we would do that and I feel like yeah. it, it kind of <laughs> helped us get to know each other a little better and I, I could see them, you know, they would be all whiny in the beginning, like, ugh, Aww. like, why do we go out? Like, why do we just stay home? And like, you know, and and by the end of the hike, them just being like in a completely different yeah. mindset and then just being like so happy with like all the plants and the animals and everything. Um, I know my older niece, she has, she's so cute. Like she's mm. this is this next generation is they're so cool. Um, but she has this little app on her phone where she can identify like plants and stuff. So she like take a picture. Yeah. And so we'd be like walking and she'd be like identifying plants. And I'd be like, girl, what? So yeah, so I feel like whatever works, whatever um, gets you. You know, like you talked a lot about nature, and I feel like we that was one of the options que fue like a fuerzas, right? And like this and the limited options that we have and things that are safe to do, mm-hmm. like this is one of the safe activities. And I feel like nature has always been like important to me, but especially last year, I was just like, yeah, like this is really important. And um, I know for me here, like I would also just plan around like non-peak hiking hours, I guess. Like I would go... You know, we would go late, like we would leave here like at five and then mm-hmm. we would like hike from like six to seven in the summer um, and see the sunset. And there really wouldn't be that many people because pe- most people don't want to hike like when it's getting dark, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because yeah, exactly. then you can and, get stuck which and didn't happen then you're in the dark. Time, and, like, I felt bad because the little one, <laughs> the little one got scared. Best, yeah. You're like, um, oh, this but I also is why. Think in that sense, like one of like my, I remember like why this was important too. Um, like, you know, I think just for little girls, like mm-hmm. we need to bring them out to stuff that makes them nervous. Obviously, in a safe way, right? Like we don't just push people to um, but just like exposing them to these yes. different things. No, um, I remember that night, like that we went on a hike mm-hmm. and it was starting to get dark and like the little one was like oh my god like it's dark like wait for me um and then the moon came out and like it was so beautiful like we were like in the dark and mm-hmm. the moon was lighting up 
you know, the, the trail. And then I feel like just those types of like confidence yeah. building activities, like for little girls and women, honestly, like, that, like I live for that shit. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we're also told not to be out at night. Like, once the light mm-hmm. or, or just the even, like, going anywhere by yourself. Like, why are you going hiking, like, like, like with these always... kids? And it's like, well, because I am. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Feeling empowered as, as young girls and as, as a woman, mm-hmm. you know? So it's mm-hmm. like all, all of you are getting something out of it. Like, we went on a hike at the beginning, mm-hmm. too, but we stopped because the trails around here are really small <laughs> and they're active like all day for some reason so no sé it's something mm-hmm. like and I think maybe the people around there are really the really time. about it so I think it's like the access to it um yeah okay hold on my dogs are barking get out get out get out Lina. <laughs> Anna, about to like go fast over there. So sorry. <laughs> I know I'm like about to beat ass. Okay. Oh yeah, so we did start going, but the trails are so small, and I just felt yeah. a lot of anxiety. You know, even though we were masked, people weren't masked, and this is already, you know, months into quarantine, so. And I understand people were like at that point, like, I'm outside, I'm outdoors, like, I don't need it. And so I wasn't there to make the argument as to why they should. You know, I was no doctor or an expert. But something yeah. about it made me feel like I, this just doesn't feel right, you know. So we stopped. We just stopped because it was too much for me, right? Like, maybe mm-hmm. not for them, but for me, I just, I couldn't handle that. Um, but... Maybe I can look for non-peak hours, but it didn't feel like there was any. You know, every 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 time we went, it was just always full. Um, yeah, I think the next question is like, what was what worked and what didn't work for us? You know, and I think I already touched on the trails that didn't mm-hmm. work for me or for um, my family where I stay. You know, go for it, yeah. Um, no, sorry. <laughs> I can keep going if you want me to finish and then you can I'm on- <laughs> yeah, you're like I heard you thinking I was like wait let me just <laughs> um yeah I'm like don't worry so that didn't work um and the other thing I wanted to say that didn't work for me was the idea of being uber productive right like I think with social media I saw a lot of people like saying oh my god this is the perfect time to do all the things I've been wanting to do like all these hobbies or all these projects or all the projects that are on the back burners, which did happen, you know, like, especially with the house, like we did a lot of like projects that, you know, fixer uppers, quote unquote, that needed to happen. But we just never had the time or the energy, right? Because even when we have days off, like we were tired. Um, But I for me, I had to realize like, yo, like being you're going through a lot already. You know, you're not the type of person who's sitting around or it doesn't even matter if you are sitting around. You shouldn't have to be overproductive. That's such a capitalist um, mindset that your your labor is your worth, you know. So some for some, it's OK to just relax because we don't, you know, and we, ne- we don't get that time. So if you're that person, find that time. That's your right, you know, for the person who's. <coughs> 
feels like they get that time a lot then maybe you are the person who like try should be over you know or not overproductive but should be more productive yeah if you feel like there's things you could be doing okay you know but like I'm also not going to say um overextend yourself right and I think that's what a lot of people were doing or a lot of us were looking around and maybe possibly thinking people were doing that and maybe they weren't because you know social media is so tricky that way people have content built up for like months and sometimes years because they're just been in the game for so long um and you think oh my god they are doing like daily stuff you know and it's like no they just have a bunch of shit that they're finally able to like you know just get to you're like oh okay you know so that was my no-no my yes yes my (laughs) go-go my my good stuff that was gardening you know and I already talked about so I don't even need to go into it but um it just worked and it's still working you know I think that's gonna be one of our questions for later but it's still working for me um and and I just enjoyed it you know And, and the other thing was since we couldn't go to trails um the family has helped me with like very small projects like I said they don't really like to be there daily with me because I go out there every day every morning to make sure everybody's okay they don't like that but when it comes to little small projects like oh I gotta transfer them into bigger pots or oh I gotta you know start the seeds or they'll like come you know and they'll be like yay I'm so excited and then they like bounce you know and they're like how's that project we started you know and you're like great you know (laughs) or whatever um but they I think they also give me the space they're like that's your thing just you know we we come every once in a while to like help you but like I think they kind of also want to just like be like you do you you know like let's not get too you know um stressful about or get stressed with each other like we're already dealing with that so like then they leave you know I'm like oh okay you know so I think and for one you, of the what, like, has worked and one I guess worked, worked on great. and off, but for the most part worked is just like um making like home cooked meals, um and having the opportunity to like cook during the day, right? Or like mm. make lunch or whatever. Um and like mm-hmm. instead yeah. of rushing out the door yeah, and, and not getting um, ready and just kind of like invested on little things here and there for the kitchen mm-hmm. that like have made some stuff easier um <laughs> Ooh, like what give us an example we must know maybe we're, this is one of those like this, so, this is an Amazon um, item you should have. <laughs> so when I, so I, uh, kind of like backstory, but I used to be like really anti like Starbucks. Um, I used to be like really, I still am, but I feel like mm-hmm. before I was like more vocal and just like in your face about it, just like against corporations. Um, I still, for the most part, like really feel that way, but I, mm-hmm. I, I don't torture myself about it. Like if I need caffeine and there's only a starbucks then i'll go to starbucks right so because of work and always just being on the road and doing yeah. this and doing that like i just started eating out a lot and just going to starbucks a lot and it was just kind of like uh you know and and mm-hmm. then i started um kind of like at the beginning of quarantine i started mm-hmm. taking those like vitamin what are they called vital collagens or whatever that everybody's drinking they they <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? Mm. They're like everywhere. Okay. Um, okay. 
No way, I don't. But like, I get that everybody. I mean, I know everybody's taking all kinds of like supplements and yeah. So I guess right like now it's been a big discovery that like human beings like we need collagen. Um, and I always thought I always associated collagen with like beauty products and like procedures, mm-hmm. you know, like. <laughs> But also, I guess like uh-huh. collagen That's is exactly good for your what joints I of. and your bones. I think also, so I, I also like your skin and wow. your hair and stuff. So I kept seeing people drinking mm-hmm. like those vital collagens, whatever. Hey. And somebody was like, "You should drink that," because I was like having like knee pain, and people are like, "I used to like she needs collagen," you know. <laughs> calm down you're like so much younger than me it's so hard for me to listen to you say I'm a señora but I I can't say you're not because like you've gone through your own struggle so I'm just gonna keep it to myself like you do you you're so you're I bought the you're like so vital old. collagens so whatever weird. and they had like a matcha version like I finally gave in because they had a matcha version and it's so 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 good um but it's yeah but it's really overpriced Mm -hmm. Um, now you're like and then like once my boo started drinking (laughs) it i was like no like i can't afford this um so what i did is i like just ended up buying like the real matcha powder um and it's very bitter like you have to Mm -hmm. you really have to sweeten it for it to be like what you drink at starbucks kind of thing um, like the reality is that we consume so much Good. sugar and we don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Girl. So well, that's what so all anyways, Starbucks I was, like, is. Making, like my matcha and lattes yeah, yeah, or whatever, yeah. and um, and then I was like not liking that like some of the powder wouldn't like break down or mix. So I got one of those little like milk frother things, like mm-hmm. like a little tiny like blender thingy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah exactly like, I want, what that like, is i want like somebody to come to my house so i can make <laughs> them like a little cute drink um maybe just like my mom because she's in my pod you know but <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah maybe i'll do a video about it because uh... yeah. so yeah i think investing like just yes, like love and care know. into preparing food has been like nice you know that's been like like just like therapeutic mm-hmm. um yeah as far as something things that haven't really worked for quarantine okay. I think it's it's been really hard to keep up a routine I mentioned that I was really invested in that in the beginning and then just throughout quarantine like a lot of just a lot of things have happened like you know, having like family issues, um, like just heavy family mm-hmm. issues, and then like getting like sick, mm-hmm. and then like having surgery, and and then the holiday. <laughs> yeah, so that's a lot. So I feel like it's been almost that's impossible lot, for me to have a routine, and and I and I it's something that I really wish to get better at. Because I think it, I think it's gonna help my my functioning, like just to yeah. feel like okay, like versus just being like I'm just gonna lay in bed all day today, you know. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. So what you're saying is it worked at the beginning, but yeah, you're not it was doing hard it to sustain it for so, so long. Like to go back to doing it. Yeah. A. Well, yeah, and I mean, yeah. when we're not being Regulated. like quote unquote policed, <laughs> I feel it's like the best term I could use. You know. Um, yeah, because I could tell that a lot of people like just lost control. Like my, I don't want to say whom, but Quarantine. I got a certain person I'm thinking of who just started drinking during you know work hours and then got you know quote unquote caught which is like so weird to say because you're in your own house you know like what do you mean (laughs) so like it's such an interesting balance to go through you know because it's not like that person was seeing any clients or anybody they have their own like you know secretarial job where they don't need to like engage with anybody but to still get and get it's like so quote, unquote, <laughs> warning or in trouble for that is so interesting, right? Yeah, but mm. then it's like nobody's policing you, so like of course you're gonna do other things, you know, or like you know do maybe cook while you're doing your you know job, which you would have never done, you know, prior. Yeah. But um, then there's the other side, you know. So I get you. So I think um, the next question we were thinking of doing was what is the fun things mm. we have done or something cute that we've done mm. you know? do you, you want to answer first, first I have to think <laughs> I can go first I know what it is <laughs> you're like keep going keep you you're on the roll I'm like behind um well one of the things um I got two I think but um the one that I really enjoyed was that even though it was like a headache working around the holidays with quarantine and it was like so difficult to figure out how we were going to maneuver around it because um you know our families are used to going to other families homes and like congregating and coming together at least even if it's not all year that's the very that's the one moment time that we can you know those holidays or you know so it was hard on I think the kids especially you know but I think even the adults not getting to see like elderly parents or not getting to see family or cousins that you're used to seeing and that you you feel like that was like a ritual that you just really enjoyed um trying to maneuver around that was kind of hard but we did like these um family night you know and we cooked dinner and then you know it would be like me and the kids or the their dad and the kids or whomever but more more than anything the kids would be in there cooking too so that was cute you know and they enjoyed that um and then we'd be jamming to music that they like or like the Moana soundtrack because you can never go wrong with the Moana soundtrack (laughs) um and then we'd eat and then we'd somebody would pick their favorite like during Christmas for a whole week we did um one person pick their favorite Christmas movie and for that night we would watch it you know up leading up to Christmas you know and on Christmas Eve we watched Nightmare Before Christmas <laughs> like that was like what we all knew was like like the top heavy hitter you know and so um that was like what we were all looking forward to and then for like 
Thanksgiving, we had like this huge feast and then we watched, I don't even remember what we watched, but some, but we chose something. And so it was like these moments where we wouldn't have normally had them had it not been for quarantine. And I think that by that point, it was just toward the end of the year and we had gone through so much and we had fought, you know, to be honest, like we had gone through a lot of like disagreements and a lot of like misunderstandings and just tension and just anxiety and so many things that that those moments were like a breather and it was like finally like able to see each other without feeling these like really uber nasty feelings like finally able to just hug each other and love each other without thinking about something that you want to like yell at them for or something like you just you're just being in the moment and just enjoying each other you know and that <laughs> was really nice the other oh my god estos perros yeah girl yeah get out get out um yeah so that was really nice and then the other thing I had was um gardening I guess back to the gardening thing but it was just a matter of like the ability to do it together I think that's just what I was trying to get at like just like that we were coming together as a family and Mm -hmm. and bonding in ways that we wouldn't have ever bonded if it hadn't happened you know (laughs) even though it was forced in some in a lot of ways um it just felt so right I don't know (laughs) like it just didn't you know it's just nice it's gonna be a nice memory to look back to you know it was really hard and it was really like frustrating not to see family but what we got to do was nice you know and I hope the kids look back to that and say, well, to the very least, you know, we had a really good Christmas or a really good New Year's, you know? So, yeah. What about for you? What's something fun or cute thing? One of the things that happened this year, as I was hearing you share your story, I realized that I think in a normal universe, like I would just be like out being like a ratchet ass, like not. (laughs) <laughs> like not really ever being home and just like going over here or going <laughs> over there whether it be like for my own sake for my own personal life or because of work también um is always like kind of on the run and I feel like in some ways mm-hmm. um being forced to slow down and being forced to be kind of more limited on who I can engage with and how I can en- and see them you know um there was like certain family members that I felt like I had a better opportunity to get to know mm-hmm. and spend time with um, because, because yeah, like I feel like our, our bubble kind of mm. had to shrink a forzas, right. But, um, but I felt like it was like a good balance that I hadn't had in a minute. Like I was like avoiding Jeez. certain family members or certain interactions. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And um, <laughs> so I feel like in that sense, I I was I get it. Gave, I was given, and I also gave in to just spending more time with family. That sometimes I would be like, I don't know, you know, or let me go do this other fun thing. Um, <laughs> I'm telling yeah, you that forced very, feeling, but like it was good. Um, <laughs> I because I love going camping. I just love being outdoors. I love like. I love all of it, but um, very early on in quarantine, um, I went on a camping trip with mm-hmm. um, some friends, and 
you know, we were kind of like, okay, we're all coming. And I'm not like, I'm cautious of sharing the story, but I'm going to share it because it was just beautiful. But, um, you know, we were all coming from different, we, we were all coming from different places and we decided to all get okay. tested before hanging out. Um, and mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And Good. I, think, I think that's, um, I think that was the most logical, you know, thing some people like have done. asked me to hang out and do this and do that. And it's like, unless if you're willing to get tested and like isolate, then I'm sorry. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I'm still in that place, girl. I'm still in that place. Like I still, you know, and it's cool now See? that people are more, more open to it a little bit more than, you know, last year. But mm-hmm. it was hard, yeah. you know, to ask. And someone, I think like, um, they could test. You know, I think it's also test. just taught us a lot about boundaries right like because before we might feel pressured to do something and just do it out of that Mm -hmm. societal pressure or family pressure or whatever pressure and I feel like now I mean people I'm sure are still getting pressured to do like hanging out and do stuff right especially if you if you're like in a shared environment and you don't have a lot of control or whatever but I think it has taught us to be more aware of like okay where's my boundary with this you know um, like I'm willing to go camping or I'm willing to do X, Y, and Z, but yeah. like, I also need this other thing from you, right? Like I need you to get tested or I need you to like isolate before, you know, isolate for like, before right. we're going to see each other, like things like that. Um, yeah. So that was really cute. We met up to go on this little camping trip and we stayed in yeah. these like super cute little like wood cabins. Um, it was just, it was beautiful and we like stayed in this like foresty place um so it was just super fun yeah sounds like it was something that you totally needed right before (laughs) all this really got serious is what it sounds like yeah (laughs) yeah it sounds magical I'm like super jelly (laughs) right now but I had my own super magical moment in my garden my secret garden right like I think of the movie um (laughs) and I think the last question amiga if you're ready is um what are we doing now in quarantine 2021 and what is different or the same from what we've yeah so I I think I mentioned in the beginning like um kind of just looking at life with more humility and more um I think we we believe that we can be in control of everything or we want Mm -hmm. to be in control of everything and I've definitely entered this year just more humbly accepting that I am not in control of everything um, for the good and for the bad. Like, I cannot take responsibility for things that are not mine. Right. But also, like, I can't force myself to try to control things and be, like, super stressed out, you know? So I feel like for me entering this year and just seeing, like, how drastically right. worse we're starting off the year from where we were like in March of last year. Right. Um, things are worst. And, and part of me mm-hmm. last year, I would be like, Oh, post, you know, like in two months, this is going to be gone. Oh, in a yeah. few weeks. Oh, well, no by summer. Oh, well, no by Christmas. Um, and, and that's not the case. So I think this year I'm being cautious of that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
if there's things that I want to do, I mean, in terms of seeing people, I think that's also, that's going to be on a case by case basis. <laughs> but um, basically, but <laughs> you're like uh, I'm taking applications like, right now. Si hay cosas que hacer, like, las voy a hacer. <laughs> and, but also be aware if you make these elaborate plans, they mm. may not happen. So don't 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 be crushed, you know. So I think like I'm more open to the unknown this year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah I get it well for me like I said what is different I think is that for family wise I think we're stronger we're closer we understand each other's um, boundaries better by now I hope right um and we're just like happier, you know, like we're not in such a tensional place where we just can't communicate. And that's been really good, you know, because at the beginning, I think um, we started to learn each other's like, I don't think they're da downfalls or like bad traits or anything, but it's just who we are, you know, and you started to see who shuts down, who doesn't, who's more vocal, who's not, um, who's more capable of expressing what they're feeling and who's not you know and like trying as a family to teach each other to express ourselves or to explain ourselves in ways that we can all understand or at least start to comprehend where the other person's coming from I think that's been really good you know and different now that's much better like I think we communicate way more clearly if anything I think we're like super more open and and sometimes we're like okay ya callate, you know like I get it <laughs> pero the other thing is um this what's the same is the gardening you know and I can't go any further into it that I already have like it's just it's it's what works for me. It's what's giving me life. It's what's pushing me to do more stuff that's out of my comfort zone or to pick up again my work, you know, and start actually finishing my work, my project, and then looking for work again, you know, and finally becoming um, a professor, which is what I've been working so hard for, you know, but that that had to go on the side and now... I feel like I'm ready, you know, even after, even I feel right at least, even if things do start to get a little worrisome again, I think I'm, I'm on, in the place where I can still do my work and um, try to, you know, find the solutions that mm -hmm. we're looking for in terms of like the immediate emergencies or something. Yes! So I think I'm stronger for sure. And I, Yes. Um and I'm not as depressed. I think depression is is so interesting. I don't think people understand mental health. I think we think we do, but um I'll be the first to say I'm quite ignorant in in depression and so these are still new to me the idea mm -hmm. that you can think that you're extremely happy but still be depressed, right? Um and having no control over that it's really like mm -hmm. people yeah. are like well go to your garden and smell the roses well I've been smelling them you know so it's like um <laughs> uh it's just it is what it is you know and and it'll take it day by day and and that's also good to to remind yourself and so if you're out there struggling like 
just not we're with you you know it's it's okay like just do what you can and and don't feel the pressure right mm -hmm. back to the, one of our questions like you know answers like don't feel like the need to be overproductive or overly stimulated like if you just want to lay in bed mm -hmm. and not do anything and that's where you're at yeah that, for sure you know, because we need that you know <laughs> we yeah. made it to the end oh, i think that's it right <laughs> <laughs> we made it guys this is a really long episode this might be a two section episode we don't know it might be one it might be one but it was hard you know it was a hard one yeah and for I'm sure and i think made it this you know us we made we were it kind of like far. let's make it fun it is a hard right? conversation it is something that maybe some folks don't want to talk about but just like as a collective like human species mm -hmm. we're going through this like you know, yeah. super extreme pandemic situation. And so it's important. It's important to talk about what we're experiencing. And, you know, even mm -hmm. I and I, like we've experienced the quarantine very differently. Um, and, you know, yep. nobody's going to have one way of doing it. But I think it's important to kind of put mm -hmm. different perspectives out there because we do see um, you know, we do see like social media influencers can then like freaking like in a no cabin in Lake Tahoe or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what I was thinking. We were talking about your cabin. I was like, well, she doesn't, you know, these people don't yeah. care. They're out there living their best life. And so tagging, tagging does, Gucci and Armani like, and okay, shit. And what like, kind of universe okay. are we living in? Like, how do these um, two things exist? But <laughs> yeah definitely thanks for sticking with us through the end of this episode and <laughs> yeah we hope you enjoyed it we hope you know if it made you smile then we did yes. something right that we made our yes we did what we were looking for and then also you know let us know what you think like if you want to be part of the podcast you want to come on here with us you're like have something to talk about or you have a topic you feel strongly about and you want to you know have us discuss it and email us and contact us to instagram um which means this is where i'm going guys <laughs> here comes all the info where you can find us pew, pew, pew. <laughs> so don't forget to follow our podcast subscribe right um, subscribe to our magazine again the website is latinachicaspeaksmagazine.com um, follow us on Instagram the magazine has its Instagram at latinachicaspeaks we have a Twitter which is at latinachica1 our email is latinachicaspeaks at gmail.com but for Comadreando Hour, we also have our own IG. I mentioned that at the beginning of the episode, um, at Comadreando Hour. And then we also have a Twitter, same thing, at Comadreando Hour. We also have a Gmail. So if you want to email us, you're welcome to at Comadreando Hour at gmail.com. And we hope you come See back you next for our time. next episode.